ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. This is a show for coaches, speakers, and trainers who want to grow their businesses by making an impact in the world. My name is Simone Vincenzo, and I'm your host, the co-founder of GTEx, and we are giving you different episodes every week. Sometimes it's a solo episode where I share some of the behind the scene of what we are doing in GTEx. Sometimes we have some clients and case studies and stories so you can learn from them. And other times we have incredible guests like today to pick their brains on what is their area of expertise and how you can use it to grow your coaching, speaking or training business. Now, before we start, a few things. Remember, if you're not subscribed to the show yet, what are you waiting for? Subscribe right now. You don't want to miss another episode. And also, uh, sometimes, you know, creating, running your coaching, consulting, speaking business can be confusing. There are a lot of things to focus on. And uh, most of the time, I found that one of the biggest mistakes that people make is actually focus on their own priorities. But if you actually focus on what's right for you at the right time for your business, that's when you will have the biggest success and the most momentum forward. So that's why we have created the expert business checklist. It's a checklist to identify where you are in your business, what stage are you at, and what you should focus on at every single stage based on your priorities. So make sure you scroll down, check it out. It's called the expert business checklist, and it's going to help you massively and a lot save you a lot of headaches. So make sure you get it right now. It is now time to introduce our incredible guest uh, today. And um, uh, just something for you to know that before setting up her coaching business nearly 15 years ago, uh, she was the CEO in the nonprofit sector. And she's also a serial entrepreneur. She now uses her skills to help a small and micro purpose led business, putting money in the hands of the right people. Having said that, please welcome to the show, Marisa Guthrie. <laughs> welcome, Marisa. Hi, Simone. Nice to see you. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. It's great to be here. I know we had um, a bit of drama in the, in the, in the, in the, at the beginning of our conversation. There is some uh, like live drama that happened, passport, Italian passports that need to be renewed, house moves at the moment of the recording. There is a lot going on. So before we get started, um, talking so we get to know you a bit better, but before we get started... I want to ask you a question. Like when you have a lot of things that are out of or out of your control that are happening in your life, how do you deal with them? Do you have something that either you say to yourself or you do just to help you be on top of things where you know is like it's not you can control? I'm curious to, to know that. Okay. Oh, great question. Um, you know, life gets in the way as ever. And I've got a really simple thing that I say, not just to myself, but to other people, which is the word no. I just say no to things to prioritize myself because you know you know what it's like as a business owner and an entrepreneur. We're the most precious resource in our business, right? You know, we were just talking about our life dramas and if we go under or if something affects us, that has an impact not only on our business, but of course, ultimately, our clients and customers and the people that we're, you know, that we're here to help and serve and support, right? So the first thing I will say is no to stuff because there's a lot of pressures in life, aren't there? There's a lot of demands on us. 
And so it's really about focusing on what is a priority. I recently heard this, uh, this uh, bit of wisdom from Gay Hendricks, who wrote The Big Leap. And he talks about being in Einstein time, because Einstein time is, is bendy and flexible. But when mm. we say I don't have enough, what we're really saying is I don't have, I don't want to prioritize this. This isn't important to me. So no is the simple word that I use, Simone, when it's all just getting too much. <laughs> I, you know, it's very refreshing because uh, I'm a, I generally like have a tendency to, to be a people pleaser, to say yes to everything, to say yes to everyone. I want to help. I want to support. And that's somehow I get like a sense of meaning by being of service, by being of support of others. There was just, there is just a point when you just say, you know what? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I got, I got capacity. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You, no, you, uh, I would love to, but no, I would love, no, 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 you definitely know. So, <laughs> that, and in some situation is easier than others. So uh, is there something that you say or do, you know, because there are some, some moments or some situations where, for some people, which is easier to say no to than others, right? Um, when you know you really need to say no, but it, it might be a sensitive moment or a sensitive topic or situation. Is there something particular that you do or you just say, you know what, I can't? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, one of the things I've learned, you know, not just in business, but in life, is that sometimes in order to be true to ourselves, I talk about authenticity a lot in my business, but mm. in order to be true to ourselves, sometimes we have to disappoint other people, right? Mm. We have to show up as ourselves in an authentic way. And sometimes that doesn't mean letting people down. And I, I'm not really talking about clients and customers. Of course, we all you know, need to have our boundaries, our professional boundaries in place. Yeah. But we all know those people, perhaps in our businesses, who would really happily waste our time. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's about really just saying to them, and again, with respect, with sensitivity, you know, or it might be, as you say, not now, but give me, you know, I'll give you a heads up in a month's time or whatever. It was. We were just sharing, Simone, that, um, you know, I'm, I'm moving house in a few weeks time. I've got to be really focused, you mm -hmm. know. And so at the moment, I'm just putting everything on hold because I need to do that for me. That's going to be so much better for my clients and the people that I'm supporting. And I've just been really, really clear about that. So I think it's about, you know, doing that with respect and with sensitivity, but just remembering that sometimes we do have to disappoint others to stay true to ourselves. Mm, uh, which also there is a link uh, with the topic which we are talking about today, because today we are talking about yeah. storytelling, the importance of storytelling in business, uh, which is very linked to authenticity. But we're going to get to that point um, in a bit. Before, uh, I'm curious to know, how did you get, how did you find out that this is what you love to do? This was your gift about storytelling. How did you get to this point? I mean, I took a fairly circuitous route, I would say. Uh, but the short answer to your question is um, I, I never felt that the business world was something that I could resonate with. You know, I'm a child of the 80s. When I think of what business was like and the notion of what a business, you know, predominantly a businessman in those days, but also business women. I was in the era of, you know, kind of shoulder pads and power dressing and, you know, all of that stuff that 
for me as a fairly sensitive kind of artistic sort of you know a bit of a daydreamer as a as a child didn't resonate with me at all that wasn't a world that I could I can envisage myself being in so I got into charity work which is somewhere where I felt more comfortable uh-huh. and then as time went on I began to see that well this is all very well but where's the money coming from how is it being funded and that's when I really got into the social enterprise not-for-profit sector and at that point everything fell into place for me at that point because I could see that business can be an incredible tool for you know uh, addressing social justice addressing climate change addressing all those you know big issues that we have in the world today And that was when the penny dropped for me. And when I became a chief executive, I mean, that was a pretty steep learning curve, Simone. I'm not going to lie to you. That was that was hard work. Mm -hmm. And I loved being in a leadership position. I loved being the ideas person. I loved being the person that, you know, could inspire others and take people with me. But years after that I was made redundant from that role and of course redundancy is you know it is a, is very challenging uh-huh. it was in the recession and I couldn't see what what was going to be my next move so I did what a lot of people do I got into consultancy but that didn't feel quite right and what I realized was is that I had a gift for asking people questions Right. Because I knew I had the answers, you know, yeah. so I called myself a consultant to begin with. And then I just realized that there was, there was something wrong because I was doing a disservice to who that person was as an individual and what they were bringing to their yeah. business. So I got into coaching and yeah, we're getting on for 15 years. I've never looked back. This is my, my sole purpose, my, you know, this is what fulfills me. It's what motivates me. It's why I get up in the morning. So uh, what about stories? Fun. Like what, what yeah. about stories? Because I understand how you can fall in love. Like if you, if you were already the kind of person who liked to draw the best out of other people, but you know, in that leadership role, asking questions that coaching becomes an absolute perfect fit compared to consulting. Um, and for everyone that doesn't know, you know, sometimes people are, they, they have not researched, like, what's the difference between coaching, consulting, mentoring, make sure you check it out. There are a lot of resourceful resources on uh, Google, just Google it and you can find the answer. So not going to talk about this today, but I'm curious about when did storytelling came into the equation? Yeah. So really great question. So one of the things that I, the way that I work with people is we will in attacking the issues that they have in their business right now, we would often go back, way back, to looking at when, you know, they made certain connections around things. So we start looking at childhood and what one of the coaching tools I use is I ask people to tell me their life story. So it's, it's, a, it's a guided, you know, process. It's not just me saying, okay, just, you know, just go for it. So it asks about key moments in your life. And what I found was really fascinating about that process was that you could always see the threads of who someone was when they were a child and what their experiences were and how it informed why they got into the business they did, why they got into the industry they did. You know, all those decisions that they made about their professional life came from that that point in childhood. Uh Then I was lucky enough about five years ago to be asked to teach actual storytellers 
who are from all over the world. There's a local college to me called Emerson College. It's an international college. And they come, they do a three month intensive course in how to be a storyteller, which they then use for activism and social enterprise. And I was there to teach them business skills and to help them look at how they could turn their stories and their ideas into a business. But while that did happen, what they ended up was teaching me about story going uh -huh. really deep and really understanding what the purpose of story was. And, you know, again, it was one of those moments where I just knew I was in the right place with the right people and learning, you know, the stuff that I needed to, it was the, the, the final kind of piece of the puzzle, if you like. Wow. And, and that's, and that's how we are here. That's how we are here. So let's talk about storytelling. Um, how can businesses use storytelling effectively? Okay, so let's take a step back first of all. Let's look at what storytelling really is. Mm -hmm. So ever since you know there's been uh, human beings on this planet, we've always used story. So story is the way that we convey ideas, we convey concepts, we uh, get information over to another group of people. And if you think, you know, Simone, you'll remember back to your childhood, one of your earliest memories is probably someone reading stories to you at home or at school, mm -hmm. or it's how we find our place in the world, you know? And that isn't to, to, you know, stories are not just about entertainment, although they are really entertaining. When you see a storyteller at work, it's the most incredible thing. You lose yourself in someone else's story. Yeah, yeah. So, it's about narrative and that should have a beginning a middle and an end but what's really interesting about how and we're going to come on to how storytelling yeah. you know, is used in business but what's really interesting is this point of change you know with every story there is a point of change there is a transformation you think of any fairy tale you you know you remember being told as a child the hero or the heroine was going about their day and then something happened. There was a fork in the road, which way do I go? And they could never go back to the way things were before. And it's at that point of transformation that we not only learn what they did, but we start to learn something about ourselves. Yeah. So our human brains are really hardwired for stories. They're a fundamental way that we can understand the world and our place in the world, you know, and where we belong. So it's not hard to see how storytelling is used in business when it's done well. So I like to talk about the rule of three because, again, you may remember, I mean, we both share Italian backgrounds, but you would yeah. have learned different stories to me. But you will know because I'm sure you've got, you know, we've got common European fairy tales. There's always there's nearly always three things. You know, if you think about any fairy tale, it's nearly always the three things. And there's something, again, Google it. I don't know what the answer is, but there's something about a human brain that loves the number three yeah. or multiples of three even. So I'm going to give I'm going to break it down why storytelling is so effective for business. And I'm going to give you the rule of three. So I don't want anyone to forget this because it's really powerful. So number one, it demonstrates our values as business owners, what's important to us, what what we stand for. Number two, it ultimately tells the listener 
the customer in this case something about themselves so business owners will often say to me oh I don't really want to tell my story you know it's about the customer it's about I don't really want to talk about me and actually when they're doing that they miss the opportunity to connect with that person with their customer because in telling the story you think about yourself you think about how I would have reacted in that in that situation or does this resonate with me or so that's the second point it actually tells the listener the customers thing about themselves and the third thing is what's beautiful about this in business is our story is completely unique there is Uh nobody out there that has the same story as us so what's great about that is that is so much better for the customer because they can differentiate between us and a competitor based on you know the clarity we bring when we tell our story and clear about you know why they should work with us as opposed to someone else in our industry you become really memorable through this process and there is a a connection that uh, is created that goes um, deeper than uh, than a marketing message uh, it goes deeper than buy my product uh, there is a sense of belonging. There is a sense of, uh, I know you. If I'm thinking about even some of the people that I follow or businesses that I follow, I, I follow them because uh, I I like their journey. I like their story. I like their ethos. I like because what they stand for, what they believe in, what they represent. And uh, this is the power. This is the real power of your storytelling. And I can think uh, uh, there was a moment uh, we, which... Uh, you know when it is moments where you feel okay everything is coming like to to a circle or you can see why you've done certain things we used to run uh, uh, before covid happened we used to run more than 200 live events a year so i was always speaking different events different events uh, completely and there is a certain part of my story that um, i repeat i found that people really resonates well uh, with it and it creates a lot of connection uh now when uh, I remember there was one event that there was a participants that uh, have been to a lot of our clients that have been to a lot of our events, other events. So they knew that story. And what happened, I heard her basically saying my story and our story of GTEx to other participants in the room before the event even started. And I was like, oh my God, as I, and this is the power, and they were telling it with, with a way that they could relate, they could impersonate it. And that's an incredible power that storytelling can create. And I'm curious um, if I know this is a bit of script, but is there a particular business story? that you remember either of a brand that you follow or something that made you say, I want to follow them and why, if you were to break it down, what made you follow that particular brand or individual? I mean, that that's such a, a great question for me to answer because the brand that made all the difference to me was Hyatt Denim. H-I-U-T Denim. And they um, it, they are the people that used to own Howie's clothes. Mm-hmm. And if you go on their website, it's called Hyatt Denim, H-I-U-T. What, I, what is amazing about them, and I use them in my work, you know, and that I've told them this, and I use them in my workshops and my teaching and in the membership I run all the time. 
What is amazing about them is they demonstrate such integrity. So their story is around they all they do is make uh, ethical and ethically sourced uh, denim jeans. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything else. And if you know them at all, you'll know famously that Markle is one of their customers. And that was a game changer for them when she started talking about them. But what they said was they revived a factory in Cardigan in Wales that had been for 20 years making uh, denim jeans for someone else. And they had to pull out and it destroyed the local community. Uh-huh. And David Hyatt went in there and he said, this town is going to start making jeans again. And that is what they hang everything on but it's such an incredible the story is amazing because and and their strap line is do one thing well and i love the simplicity of that it's so you know as as someone who you know i can get easily overwhelmed and confused and you know and we're all very busy in our heads aren't we we're all overwhelmed with stuff Uh coming into our time for me, the clarity and simplicity around I'm going to follow a company that are not only ethical in the products they make, the way they treat their people, but they understand that you just need to do one thing well. And that is the key to success. So in telling their story, it's ultimately told me a lot about myself. So I could go on about them all day. <laughs> this is Oh, wow. This is so powerful. You're right. You're telling not just uh, about themselves, but you're discovering yourself and getting reminded. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, if we can talk about uh, not, uh, not great from the ethical point of view, but I think from the branding point of view, a company that uh, is a massive for the brand in Nike, um, just do it, you know, is a mess is a message to not only to every person who is interested in sport, it becomes a, a motto in life. But it's interesting. I mean, so so Nike is an interesting, they've been on quite a journey themselves, you know, back in the day, and I'm going way back now, mm-hmm. they had quite a bad reputation. You know, they haven't always done the right thing. Mm-hmm. But again, they're now being more upfront and more honest about their story. But I particularly, I'm particularly interested in, uh, you know, the, so the global brands do it one way. Yeah. And what I'm interested in, obviously, because the community I support are the small and micro entrepreneurs. And, and what's really great about that is it's also that thing of no one take that story away from, from you. Your story mm. is unique. You've just got to have the courage to say it and believe that people are going to get behind it because they most definitely will. So this is the work I, I do with people a lot is just saying mm. like, okay, it's it's time to get your story out there now. How are you going to tell it? Because there's lots of different ways of doing it, right? Not just uh, you, you mentioned, uh, like I uh, was reading some of the, the material that you sent and you mentioned that the you know, there are a lot of mistakes that people are making. So when getting, if you went to, if you want to get your story out there, you know, there are things to avoid. Uh, we, we can keep going with the power of three. So <laughs> what are the top three things to avoid <laughs> now that we are on that trend uh, yeah, when uh, telling a great story? Yeah. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to break it down into one thing right now, which is, do not sell your, your features and benefits. It's really, really simple. Your features and benefits are the attributes of what you offer. It, it's uh-huh. the, that is the business side of business, right? It's not the brand. 
the, it's the, like, this is what I do. So let me, let me tell you, Simone, if I was to say to you, if we were at a networking event and I was to say, and you were to say, hi, what do you do? And I'd say, I'm a business coach. You'd be like, okay. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you know, what do you specialize? Oh, I work with small business. At, okay. Um, and what do you do? I help people transform that. I mean, everybody has heard that, right? That's the features and attributes of what I do. I am a business coach that works with small businesses to, you know, help them transform. Change, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. That's not my story. But if you were to, you know, and ask me the question that you asked me at the beginning of the, of the podcast, you know, about how I got into it, how come, what, you know, that's totally different. You've never heard someone say that and you never will because that's my unique story. So there are umpteen business coaches out there. We know that, you know, we, we know who they are. We know what, what they, what they talk about, Yeah. but they all got into business coaching for totally different reasons to me. And that informs their business. That informs who's going to want to choose to work with me and who's going to want to choose to work with them. Because their clients are right for them. My clients are right for me because of the way that our stories overlap. You know, yeah. so if we just sell the features and the attributes, we miss the opportunity to be memorable. We miss the opportunity to be congruent, to talk about our values. We miss the opportunity for that emotional connection because there is none. Uh -huh. You know, so and people will often say to me, Oh, here's, you know, give me some feedback about my about page. And what I will often see on their about page, particularly, you know, not exclusively, but perhaps therapists and people that are, you know, service businesses, is there is a list of qualifications. Yeah. And I'm going to be really, really brutally honest with you and the listeners. Nobody made an emotional connection to a list in the history of anything. Okay. So instead, tell your story that is the perfect play it doesn't mean you don't need to talk about you know in passing talk about your qualifications but i'm telling you in 15 years nobody has ever asked me to show my certificate of of coaching because that's not what their problem you know that isn't the problem that they want to solve they want the problem that i'm solving for them is them saying i've got a problem is this marissa the right person yeah. for me to work with yeah, that, that, made, that made me think as well, like, why did I get into business? Like, why did I get into into what I do? And there are two two big reasons. Uh, one is uh, to give a chance to the underdog. That's if I, if I look at it, like the, my core, my heart is like, okay, so you were, you had self-doubt about yourself. Other people doubted you throughout your life. Show them what you've got. This is your chance. How do you do that? Do it through your business. Do it through showcasing your expertise. And the reason why I do that, because like it, when I was at school, like the majority of people, is, they would keep saying, oh, Simone is really intelligent, but they will probably not get very far in life because it, it just doesn't care. And I just haven't found my thing. I just haven't found the thing that actually could switch me on. And then once I found it, it's like, boom. It's like now we got nine businesses. So, bye. Yeah, yeah. So, now, and, and so just giving that opportunity to the underdog, that person who has been doubted or has been doubting themselves throughout their life, that's what really fires me up. And the other thing that really fires me up 
is uh, getting people to to be seen and to be heard um, because uh, I've seen way too many people in this industry and that's what's uh, and even when when I started like I had something to say but no one would take me seriously and so what what happened when started people started taking me seriously when I had the publications and when I started doing the speaking engagement when I started doing the events when I started writing for magazines and so on when I had the clients but it's not that I was a different person that my message changed my message was exactly the same my expertise was the same but now people started paying attention and so it's like huh so that's what it takes and and so thank you for making me reflect on that because sometimes you know I can go on autopilot and a bit forget um, what is the it's core really, of the essence. Sure, sure, and I and I love that. And again, what's so interesting about when you're telling your story, I'm I'm a hundred percent there with you, and in you telling me about oh I was the underdog, you know, I, I'm sorry, I want to work with the underdog, and you know when I was at school because people said the same thing to me at school. Mm. It's like, yeah, she's she's really intelligent, but no idea what her thing's going to be. And so it's made me realize that, you know, probably the reason that this podcast is taking place today is because our stories mm. overlap somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, what resonates in you resonates in me as well. And that's the basis for all business, you know, uh, relationships, whether it be with client and customer, whether it be with collaborators, colleagues, whatever it may be. But that's mm. the thing. You understand your core. And when you understand your core and you've got, so, so, you know, we haven't even begun to talk about the bottom line and the benefits of telling your story mm. for the bottom line, but ultimately that is the, that is the journey. That's a trajectory that you're then on. You bring clarity, you bring in values, people understand who you are. That's going to switch them on and want them to follow you. If their story resonates with yours somewhere, of course that's going to impact on the bottom line. That's what, you know, this is, yeah. this is what we, this is what we're in business for. But like, you know, like you, I'm always thinking about how I can be of service. And so that's the part of my story. You know, and the thing is, is I just want to say as well so to the listeners, because I'm sure it's going to bring up lots of like, oh, am I doing this right? This, you know, how do I do this? Uh, uh, uh. This is not about telling the entirety of your story, Simone. Okay, this is not yeah. about like yeah. every... You know, you and I will both have seen this. We will have seen people tell every single part of their story. That's not necessary. And of course, it's not always appropriate. You know, as a business coach, I'm there to hold the space for other people. Of course, I'm going to talk about my own experiences, but not in their absolute entirety. So the the hard and fast rule that they talk about in storytelling circles is tell the part of the story that is the gift. Tell the part of the story that's going to open other people up. Don't tell all your story, you know, possibly your traumas, your unless it's appropriate mm-hmm. to your business. 100%. 100%. It's not like you don't need to see your story as a therapy session for yourself. No. <laughs> it, it is no. uh, like the, the aim. So actually, let me ask you. So what should the aim of a story be? Because I think that if people are focused on that, they know, they understand where they're going. They can also find what elements of the story is a bit to pick. Um, so what is the real aim of a story? So, so really great question, because that's really important. So ultimately, it is to uh, bring value. So it's about bringing value to that person, bringing value to you know their experience, whatever a problem is going on for them at the moment and it's about really deciding first of all 
you talked to, you know, at the beginning about, oh, you know, this is not about selling, this is not, you know, and it, and it isn't. The story in and of itself should create value because when it creates value for that person, they're going to do your marketing for you. Uh-huh. They're uh-huh. going to love working with you. They're going to tell everybody about you anyway, but really it's about creating value for them. It's also about establishing that emotional connection. You know, I've had clients that have worked with me for years and now I've got my, my membership as well. And, you know, I remember a client said to me a few years ago uh, when they were looking at my website, they said, I, I could see where your story and mine were the same. And that's why I decided to work for you. And, yeah. I, you know, it was such a, a great moment for me because I was like, yeah, this stuff, all the stuff I'd been doing prior to that, was all that you know I made all those mistakes for years I talked about I tried to differentiate myself from other business coaches by talking about I I offered this feature I offered this particular service no one was interested in that what they were interested in was my my story and so I can tell that and I can show up in a more authentic way now for my business which is much more relaxing for me anyway rather than trying to you know look at how I differ from my competitors. You never have to worry about competition again if you're rooted in your story. 100% because there is, there is only one of you. There is only one of you and, the, and then people will make their decision, which is a much stronger position to be in. Make their decision, I want to work with you because I want to, because I can because I connect with you. Like when we connect as human beings, is done like there is nothing there is nothing more powerful than the, that connection that i create instead of uh, someone buying based on oh this person offers six months and this person offers five months for the same price so let me go for the person offer six months that becomes less relevant at that point like the features the benefits of course you need to then provide the value and deliver the service that not saying that okay you have a great story and now you're you're, you're all good and now you need to then back it up with, it, with your business your expertise goes without saying but if you create that emotional connection at the beginning when people can say you know what i bought because of you and your story whether it's a brand or whether it's a person then uh, you have a jackpot you have a jackpot because now you have clients for life or if not a client for life an advocate for life Definitely. And I, I, you know, I love Instagram as a platform because it's it, it's all about story. OK, it is image based as well, but I found real yes. connection there and people are able to talk about their own stories and show up in a very authentic way. And you're right. It, it takes the selling out of it because because actually, I mean, you will know this, you know, from your work, we're much more emotional when we mm-hmm. go to buy things. And we like to believe that you know there's a ton of research that's been going on for 50 years about you know the buying cycle and the different parts that you know elements that we go through when we go to buy something yeah. but we're much more emotional especially for coaching because you know i don't know about you but you, uh, you and know, especially I, if you're italian <laughs> especially if you're italian that goes without saying there's a lot of energy yeah, yeah, yeah. in the room it's true <laughs> Um, but, you know, it's that thing that yeah. people are often in a place of um, maybe not distress, but they're certainly, I'm, I'm sometimes, so people will sometimes say to me, you were the, my last chance, because if, it, if I couldn't mm-hmm. figure this out, I was going to jack the business in for a variety of reasons. But that is that that's the connection that you make through story, which you, which you cannot make through just talking yeah. about 
yeah. what you, you know, the 100%. No, there is a, um, if, you, if you're going on Instagram, uh, whether you're uh, eating preferences uh, make you that connection or not but there is a, an incredible storyteller there was a friend of mine a few days ago that gave me her, her account it's called the korean vegan so i've been i've been okay. vegan for years and there is uh, this instagram account of food called the korean vegan however you will see that i would invite you to check because i was shocked i was shocked but the fact is that with all the instagram account that i've checked for years for fine vegan recipes, the one that I remember the most is the Korean vegan, and I only found it a few like a few weeks ago. So it's not been that I've been following her for years, but you will see that she does this incredible, beautiful uh, videos on making food while she's talking about stories of her and her family. So she's not talking about ingredients. So you are seeing food images and how the, the how the dish gets prepared, but she's talking about how when her mom was making it. She was talking about, uh, I remember a story, like, you see that that's the power of it. I remember a story she was talking about the, uh, the fact that uh, people were judging her mom because she was making food on the floor, but that's why people ate from Asia were cooking. They, they would make food on the floor. And now she was judging the fact that she stopped making food on the floor because she wanted to get used to the Western way, all these kind of things. Now I remember the story. I heard it once. I heard it once. I loved her. I loved her already. So uh, she is masterful. Check her out. If you're, pa you're passionate about storytelling, I'm sure you you will love her account, 100%. Definitely. Well, and you, you flagged up one of the most important things about story is you never forget them. You never forget them. So if you, if you have a business and you're not telling your story, it's just such a waste of opportunity. It's such a missed opportunity. You know, my, my husband, uh, a couple of years ago, he loved artisanal beer, okay? Mm -hmm. And we were in a cafe that sells fantastic artisanal beer. Uh, and the, the, the can was beautiful. And I was like, immediately, my I'm like, ding, my branding head. I'm like, oh, great, local company, let me follow. Oh my God, I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed because there was no story to back it up. So you had, he said, hey, the beer's great. I don't drink, but he said, the beer's great. The can was lovely. But when I went on to look at their website and social media, I felt bereft because there was no story. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know why they'd chosen to make artisanal beer. So you can see both ways, yeah? You can yeah. see when so you're never going to forget the stories that now you've told me that story about that instagram account i'm never going to forget that either because mm -hmm. we can all resonate with stories of food mm -hmm. from our, especially you and i simone with our italian heritage yeah this is a huge part of our life yeah but equally when the story is not there something feels off something doesn't because you've got nothing to connect mm -hmm. to 100 mm -hmm. so yeah, so whether you're, it's a product-based or a, you know, a service-based business or both, it's so important to get story. Wow. This, a, this has been such a great, an such an incredible episode. Um, for the stories that we have told <laughs> in, yeah. in, the, in the show, understanding the, the power of storytelling, why it can benefit businesses, uh, what to keep, what to leave out, uh, the elements, the thinking about always 
where am I going? The, the beginning, middle, and end. So there were a lot of things that have been covered. And if you have not taken notes, go back to this episode, re-listen or re-watch again, whether you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you, uh, because there are a lot of golden nuggets in there. If there is one message that we can all take away from this uh, is uh, have your story, go out there, share your story. Uh, so Marisa, if people want to reach out to you, uh, they say, oh, I would love to explore more the work that you do, or I need to help with my stories. How can you help me draw these stories from me? What is the best way to reach out? So if you go to my website, marissaguthriecoaching.co.uk, uh, that has um, uh, lots of blogs, um, one in particular about storytelling, which covers some of the themes and goes into a bit more detail about what we've been talking about today. But you'll see, and I'd love to hear from people what they think about my story, you know, whether they feel that they resonate with that story, whether that's something that, you know, uh, they feel is memorable, all the things that we've talked about today. So it's marissaguthriecoaching.co.uk. You can find the link in the show notes or in the comments. So make sure you check it out. Connect with Marisa and um, let, let her know how, what did you take away from this episode? Because this is a, like a lot of time we do these interviews. And I always remember that I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love podcasting, um, not as a producer, but also as a, as a listener. And uh, I always pick some nuggets and they change my life. But then I often forget to let the other person know, let the host know. And sometimes it's just one thing that you can do, but it makes a huge difference. And, and I remember um, one day I listened to this podcast around uh, health and um, there was uh, someone that mentioned in particular to begin back in the morning to um, say so it was something simple to drink some water, drink some lemon, um, put some uh, rock salt and uh, like sea salt, uh, pardon me, or rock salt or, or Himalayan salt you can choose. And then do this for, for every day and then see at the end of the week, at the end of the seven days, how you're feeling. I felt amazing. So every day now I'm doing there with my, with my, with my water, with my lemon and then the, and the rock salt. And I sent her a thank you. I sent her saying, thank you for sharing that. You know, it was something small, but it actually changed my morning and changed my life. She said that she never received a thank you message from all the interview that she's done. So it, it means a lot for us as, a, as producers. So let us know and uh, reach out. We're here. And I've also got a free course that I offer, which is creating your authentic business in six easy steps. And there's quite a big element of storytelling within that course. That's just free to download. So again, you can just get that from my website. Awesome. Make sure you check it out. Marisa, thank you very, very much. Um, uh, to wrap up, if uh, we have to leave our listeners with one key message, what would it be for you? What I would say is have the courage to tell your story. You know, so often I see small business owners hanging back because what they will say is no one's really going to be interested. My story is not that interesting. Let me tell you, every story is fascinating and you are denying your clients and customers a vital opportunity to connect with you if you don't tell your story so just have the courage to to get it out there oh, ladies and gentlemen marisa guthrie thank you very much for being here today and if you have not subscribed to the show make sure you subscribe to the show leave us a review if you enjoyed this episode and reach out to marisa check her out what their website check out their course and i'm looking forward to seeing you in our next episode because remember that together we grow exponentially ciao 
Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.